Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey everyone, it's Erin Carey, and I am really excited about our guest today. This is somebody, now you've heard her voice before, she has been on a simulcast, a couple simulcast episodes on this show, and I'm so excited to finally put her in the hot seat. We are talking to Sandra Beck today. Sandra is an author, coach, speaker, radio host, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. Now, this is somebody who y'all she does it all and she is one of, when i think of that phrase i don't know how she does it i'm usually thinking of sandra so <laughs> sandra thank you for being on the show oh I'm not, it's so much fun to be on the other side it's 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 cool thank you for having me well like i said i want to put you in the hot seat a little bit because i know you have a lot of wisdom to offer us and you have been through a lot and you have overcome a lot of obstacles so can you give a little bit of background on your story and what has, you know, helped you grow this empire that you have created? Well, you know, I was raised in a really small rural community and was gifted with a world-class education for my master's degree in undergraduate to Northwestern. And it really taught me that as long as you worked hard and you kept going, you know, that you could, could kind of do or have or be whatever you want. And I had this amazing life that just completely imploded. My husband walked out one day and my kids were six month old and two and a half year old and left. And all of a sudden I found myself a single mom. My mom was dying from cancer. I ended up going through a foreclosure. Um, Lots and lots of things. And I wasn't one of those moms that was comfortable putting their kids in daycare, not because I was worried about the kids, but I wanted the mothering experience. I wanted to be part of their day-to-day lives. So I built a company called Motherhood Incorporated, and we were one of the first companies and coined the term home sourcing rather than outsourcing. Instead of going overseas for labor, let's look in our own community and see what you know stay-at-home moms or moms who want to work a couple, three, four, five hours a week while their kids are in school, what can they do? And so we provided tech support. We provided editing for legal briefs. And we, you know, got contracts for in New York City for big publishing companies for women to do editing at home because they can do that on their own time at their convenience, yeah. still be productive members of society, supplement their family income, and be with their kids. So, you know, that's kind of how I started. And there were times, Aaron, especially in the beginning, um, I have a tiny little office, which I still have no matter how successful I am I'll still have my tiny little office but it had a playpen and a car seat <laughs> in the office and I would swap one kid from the other and the kid would go in the car seat and I would buckle him in prop him off give him some sort of game to play and the other one would go in the playpen to roll around or run around and that's how I got through my work day yeah I mean that's just crazy I think it's so interesting how you know so many of us moms we want to do all of these things. We want to achieve. We have all these big plans, these big goals and ideas, and you made things happen. And you started with what you had. 
and your, you know, space in front of you in your community. So can you share a little bit more about that and how you even built up through, through your connections with, with your friend group and things? Yeah, I started calling companies, um, you know, that I knew, you know, like during tax time, we know that tax companies are needing help. Well, I'm pretty good with the calculator, you know, and I, 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 so I called up a company and say, Hey, you know what? I'm a stay at home mom. I'm looking for a couple hours extra work, you know, this week. Do you have anything that needs to be done that I can do from home? I can answer client emails. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And I, I did this for real estate agents. I did it for a law office. I did it for the medical offices. It was amazing how people just needed a, a couple a pair of hands a couple hours a week and a lot of times it was the secretary or the administrative assistant who answered the phone and I'd be like look I can do buyout labor you can pay me a hundred dollars and and I'll do this or I'll do that and I would look at their website or talk to them about their company and they would hire me usually for one or two hours then I, they would get the work and then it would be 10 hours and then it would be 20 hours and mm -hmm. Pretty soon I had hundreds and hundreds of hours each week. So I started calling the moms I knew who were, had certain skill sets. Sometimes people are no longer a real estate agent. That doesn't mean they can't write real estate ad copy for somebody who's an active practicing one. I mean, everybody needs help. And it kind of was yeah. like the mommy help because we used to child share, you know, <laughs> with, with our kids. Like if I'm working, you take the kids, my friend, Christy, we had five kids between us. She would take them at her house in the morning. I would take them at my house in the afternoon. So we each got four hours in a work day. Yeah. That's so innovative. I love that. You're using what you had in front of you now. Okay. You've got to share with everybody. I love the line you got from a random kids movie because you've shared it with me before. And it is something for me and my own journey of trying to do all sorts of different things has really helped me to focus. <laughs> so what, to explain that a little bit. Okay, so up in the middle of the night with my, my son who had a bad earache. And, you know, when a kid has an earache, you're not sleeping. So I put on the Lego Ninjago DVD series that, that he liked. And I was half asleep and he's, you know, snuggled in. We're watching this episode and this little figurine comes out in a Japanese kimono and a little hat. And he says, what can you do today to get you to where you want to be? And Aaron, it was like this light went off. I stopped the DVD. I rewound it. I watched it like three times till he's like, mom, stop it. Um, but it, it solidified in my head that I could no longer do the volume of things I was doing, but I could do one thing to get me where I want to be. And even if I did 99 things for my family, and one thing to get me ahead, and that could have been calling a new client, writing a proposal, even writing poems in the middle of the night to keep my writing skills up. Mm. I did one thing to get me to where I wanted to be. And that, that allowed me not only to get where I wanted to be, but to also feel that I wasn't lost in the whole to do of everybody else. Yeah, no, I love that because I think we do get lost when we have everybody demanding things of us at all times, yes. you know, whether it's a kid or a spouse or, I mean, you know, we're always just running around doing a thousand things at once. And right. so just focusing on that one thing, because so quickly as, as moms, as caretakers, like we Put the needs of others before our own. And so I, I love the concept of just doing one thing. I often, I, I'll wake up and I'll go, okay, what is the one thing <laughs> that I need to do? And it came from when you shared that quote with me. I yeah. love it. 
Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we have to feel satisfied and not everybody's satisfied, you know, cooking dinner. I mean, I know my kids turn their nose up at many dinners and they still eat them, but it's not really a satisfying job. Most of the time, the dishes aren't satisfying. Laundry's not satisfying, you know, but if you have a dream of being a writer someday or you love to dance and you take five minutes to dance. You know, whatever it is that lights you up, whatever it is, just that little bit. And if you took five minutes once a month or every month, you know, it, at the end of the month, you've danced for an hour, you know, things like that. Like they add, add up, increments mm -hmm. add up, but we get caught in this time trap of 24 hours. We must do it in this 24 hours mm -hmm. or therefore it doesn't matter. Totally. And I think another thing with that, that's important to you is just this whole idea of of taking care of your personal health and well-being, yeah. you know, and I know that you are a spin instructor and we can definitely get into that, but I, I for sure, you, you what? <laughs> and they call me grandma spin. Grandma spin. I love it. Here. Yeah. So I, I think that personal health is a really good one step to take. And with that, I think that it's a good time to thank our sponsors. And so our sponsor for the day is, is care of, and for 50% off your first care of order, you go to takecareof.com and you enter the code SPARK50. Now this company is a wellness brand. It makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best and supports you long-term. But here's the thing, they are very unique. They make their products hassle-free, quality with research backing them, and you get an online quiz at the beginning when you go right to that website, which is again, takecareof.com. And that's spelled T-A-K-E-C-A-R-E-O-F.com. And you enter the code SPARK50 at checkout. SPARK is like sparking wholeness, S-P-A-R-K 50. And it is such a cool process. You walk through this online quiz, you get to customize products just for you based on your needs, whether it's stress, which we have talked about before, that's really important, or it's fitness, you know, you have fitness goals you want to achieve, maybe you want to help, you know, support your brain, they have all these options to choose from. And I know, Sandra, you, you have used these products in the past too, as well, right? Oh, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I have them both right here. I can describe them to you. Um, I'm a big fan of their whey protein powder that's pre-packaged because it's pre-measured, pre-packaged. You can throw it in your bag, throw it in your purse, on the go. Like It's so convenient and it doesn't spill or make a mess. You know, when you buy the big tubs and you try to put them in little Ziplocs or I have one of those shaker cups that has a twisty bottom, you know, mm -hmm. and if you don't twist it on right, you've got protein powder all over your purse <laughs> or your you know tote bag. So love that. The other one I like is the little pre-measured vitamin packs and they have your name on it. It says, hi, Sandra. I so love cute. that. Yeah. And it says, today's challenge, text someone today and use a new emoji, one you've never used before. And, you know, they're not changing the world on these things, but they're changing my world. You know, one little mm -hmm. giggle in the morning, I can grab this. And if you used to be like me and you had all your vitamin bottles. Like sometimes I would forget to take one. I'd be out of one. This one, they're pre-measured. You open them up in the little package. They're customized to you. And you know, they're just fantastic because you don't have to do anything. And I do like in my protein powder, they have organic cocoa and pink Himalayan salt in the chocolate one. So kind of yes. that. yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of quality ingredients. And that was one of the first things I did. I'm like, okay, I want to see what these ingredients are. I right. want to see the research and you can click it is all available for you on the website. And again, that website is take 
sparkcareof.com and you enter the code spark50 for 50% off your first order. And y'all, I love it. The, the results that I got were totally what I needed. Um, and in, in things that I probably, you know, it's overwhelming looking for different vitamins. And so this was some, it was a great, easy way for me to go, oh yeah, that's exactly what I need. And I'm really excited about this company. So um, definitely check it out one more time. It is takecareof.com for 50% off your first order. Put in the code SPARK50. So with that, we are talking about small steps toward, you know, whatever it is our goals are. And health goals are, that's, that's huge. You know, if I'm not taking care of, you know, my personal health and wellness, I'm, I'm really probably going to fail for a lot of other people. And I know that that's important, been important for your journey as well. So can, yeah, let's talk about this grandma spin stuff because that's, <laughs> that's I, I want to hear about that. That's another well, way yeah, that you've made things work. Yeah. Well, you go into most gyms today and they, you see the spin instructors and, you know, no disrespect, but they're generally, you know, 19 to 25, maybe 28, 29, if they're really old, you know, and then, and they're stick thin. And then mm -hmm. I come in and I'm 50 years old, a single mother of two. I'm not stick thin and I'm not heavy either. I'm just, you know, to me, I think I'm normal, but, yeah, but yeah. from a spin standpoint, I'm probably on the bigger end. And, um, when I was hired to do the spin class, I realized I attracted moms, I attracted grandmas, I attracted all these women that normally wouldn't come into the spin class mm -hmm. at my gym because they'd look in and see, you know, young fit bodies and little cute outfits and, and just walk, walk on by. And um, so I started playing music from the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s. And so the joke around the gym is I'm grandma spin because I am, I'm 25 years older or 20 years older than the rest of the spin instructors. But some of those spin instructors, the young ones are regulars in my class because we have fun. And I think yeah. that's the one thing that you get as you get older in taking care of yourself. When I was in my twenties, Aaron, it was like, I was like, like just driven. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like, take my vitamins, get my workout, swim, bike, run, you know, ride. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And then in my thirties, you know, when I started having my kids, I'm like, okay, I'm a little softer here, but now it was more desperate. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, you know, the girls are laying down, gravity's taking its toll. Like <laughs> I gotta get on this, you know, uh -huh. so it was like desperation. And then in my forties, there was a little bit of like, oh my God, why bother? Like, no <laughs> right. matter what I do, it's still mushy, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not somebody who really wants to delve into plastics or chemicals or things like that. So I'm like, oh crap. Then on my 49th birthday, I was like, what if I got certified? What if I showed that fitness could be fun? And that's mm -hmm. why, you know, I like the take care of vitamins. I like my spin class. I like the fun, silly music. You know, we have tribute days. We had a tribute to Kiss. You know, who plays Kiss in a spin class, you know? So if you make it fun, you make it exciting, then you enjoy living your life. And, you know, it's the same reason I bought all new office supplies. When I started working from home, everything had color. It was no longer IBM blue or Coldwell Banker blue and white. It was colorful. And yeah. I think the one thing that being an older spin instructor has taught me is I think I lost the reason I was doing all this for in the first place, Erin, which was to enjoy my life. 
Yeah. Yes. And that's such a good point because again, that's one more thing that we get caught up in is, yes. oh, I've got to do, well, let's say I got to do yoga tomorrow. Then the next day I need to run. And then the next day I need to do strength training. And then like, we think of all these things and you are picking one thing, one small step, <laughs> one thing that you can do. And also you're an instructor, so you're getting paid for it, you know, and that's another way that you can help support your family. And I think that yes. that's really cool. That's it's, it just goes back to that entrepreneurial mindset that you have of making things work. And, you know, for me, I, I love going to my, I can't go to my gym right now, but I do love going to my gym when I can because I get childcare. And so it's just a way for me to break away from the chaos for a minute and just do that one thing that's good for me. So, okay. So I have a, a real question for you is what do you do with these like self-limiting beliefs and negative self-talk. How do you get past that? Because we all have them and we all battle them. And I think sometimes high achievers, even though they wouldn't show it, right. <laughs> battle them more. So what do you do to fight back against them? Oh, I have big arguments in my head that sometimes <laughs> spill out. Like I'll give you an example this morning. I try to take a 30 minute walk before I start my day with everything. My dad watches the kids. I go and take my 30 minute walk. And on my walk, Aaron, I was thinking about this person that I used to be really interested in and he's come back into my life and I'm going back and forth and I'm like, but Sandra, you deserve better. You know, when you got sick and you're in the hospital, he was nowhere to be found. And you know, what are you thinking? What do you think? Just cause he's so handsome that, you know, that makes up for it. What do you want in your life? Do you, you know, do you want someone to love you and take care of you? Or do you want to look good to the public? Well, I want to look both. And then it's like, Oh my God, you know, you have to get to work because you're, you're not going to have enough money. And if you don't get married, you're never uh -huh. going to have it. And it went, back and forth uh -huh. like a volleyball match. And so in those times, Aaron, I sit down and I don't care if it's a napkin. I don't care if it's the back of a receipt. I grab a pen and I write down what is going on in my head, but I, I, I edit it as it goes down to go, what is most important here? What is really mm -hmm. going on here? You know, what, why are you bouncing around like a ping pong ball? And so I wrote, I deserve someone who loves me, but fits within my lifestyle hmm. because I like to go to the gym. I like to take good care of myself. One of the problems in my marriage was the person I married started out taking really good care of himself, but then it was all junk food and big gulps and, you know, the same dirty clothes every day, the same dirty hair, you know, just didn't care. Cause some yeah. people do that, Aaron, when they get married, they're like, well, I've got somebody now. I don't have to you know, and I'm right, not being yeah. super shallow, but I'm a continual improvement girl. I want to keep making it better for me and everybody around me. And so, you know, when you have those crazy moments, just sitting down, grabbing a pen, it doesn't matter. You don't need a pretty journal. You can use one if you want, but I tend to write awful things and then throw them out. It's kind <laughs> of a big waste. <laughs> but I sit down and I write down what's really going on in my head. Yeah. Yeah. That's so huge. And we, because we do get caught up in the bouncing around from, so sometimes we just do need to nail it down. I think that that's really good. Um, and yeah. even if you just write, you suck, you know, like, <laughs> it, you know, not you meaning yourself, but like uh -huh. the other person, sometimes like somebody said something to me recently about putting my cancer journey online. Mm -hmm. And they're like, wow, you're getting a lot of sympathy. You're getting a lot of things sent to you. That must be really nice. Oh my and I'm like, yeah, well, if cancer were Christmas, we'd celebrate it every year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it uh, bothered me because yeah. I really had to think about, well, why was I putting it up there? Did I, was I trying to be inspirational? 
Yes, I needed help. Did I want to hide it? No. You know, there were a whole bunch of reasons. So I sat down and then all that came out of my pen on the back of my receipt from getting gas was her name. And I wrote, you suck. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. But it does, it is cathartic in a way. And I think that a lot of people that struggle with going to sleep at night, that's, it's because they're not getting out those things they're feeling, you know, and they're not putting it down. So it just, again, in the middle of the night, it just starts bouncing around back and forth. Happened to me a few nights ago, I had to get up and I had to start writing out my thoughts. Otherwise, I was not going to sleep. And I don't know, both of us have the, have the writer brain. So that could be part of it too. But I mean, people could, you could voice message yourself some things, you know, or use there, there are all sorts of apps on the phone that you could talk to yourself and throw it in there by voice. Um, So yeah. You to be Shakespeare, like you suck on the back of a gas. It is noteworthy. So you don't need to be a writer. You just need to express it. But I would like to say one thing, because I have these two friends, Erin, that, you know, with all the changes in our country right now, Mm. aren't able to walk with me in the park anymore. And I'm so glad not to hear their verbal, like, just diarrhea. I don't even know what other word to call it. (laughs) It's like, you know, you see them coming, you're on the bike path, you're walking. And then I I have my earphones on and I'm like, should I start jogging, you know, just to run away from them? (laughs) I'm also not really good with conflict. When you find yourself talking incessantly to a friend or in a group about the same things over and over, or just letting that person, like my friend Fred calls it, you know, she's, she's using you as her garbage can, you know, just Mm. throwing out all the awful things, every feeling she has, and they're never good. You know what I mean? They're all negative. They're all Mm -hmm. complaints, whatever. So don't use your friends like garbage cans. Ooh, that's a really good tip because I've been the garbage can for people before too. And I know that it doesn't feel great. And I, I think if we are not processing like how you're recommending, I'm going to use my friends as garbage cans. And that's not a fun friendship. (laughs) I mean, it's, I'm all for support and encouragement, but yeah, like that all the time. That's not good. Yeah. That's, I'm so glad that you brought that up. That's, that's really big. Obnoxious or garbage cans, but it does fit. And so don't dump on your friends. Yeah, no, I think that's great. Now. Okay. So what about the times? Because I know that you're always, again, doing a ton of things. And you always have lots going on. So I want to talk about what do you do when you are not feeling motivated, when you get overwhelmed or you have too much to do? Like, do you have days where you just are not motivated at all? And what do you do with that? Oh, I quit. You know, like I quit motherhood. I quit working. You know, thank God I work for myself so I can rehire myself quickly. Um, But yeah, when I find it, like you can feel it building all the way up to your neck. Um, And when it gets to that point when I feel like I'm going to blow, I will actually go out and say, you know what, guys, I need to do this. And I don't tell them like I'm upset, I'm going to blow or whatever, or I've had enough, or you guys are driving me nuts. I mean, sometimes I do, like, yeah. to be honest, <laughs> but more often than not, um, I will say I have a meeting or I'll say I have to go get something and I don't really need to go get something. I will drive to the park. I might treat myself to a soda or a coffee, you know, which I don't normally drink or do, or I'll bring my water bottle and I'm not there to run in the park. I'll just sit there and walk. Mm-hmm. I don't go where anyone is, or mm-hmm. I might go wander around Ross or TJ Maxx or something. I don't buy anything but I just need to decompress. I just need all of that to go away. And Aaron, the other thing that I do, which I think I wish I had known to do this earlier 
is I call a halt to everything. Like I will cancel two or three clients. I will arrange for care for my kids. I will take a bath and I will go to bed because there is more things solved by getting rest than anything else on the planet. Because usually it's because you were up all night with a kid, up all night with a sick dog, you had a deadline, you had all these things that interrupted your sleep. My go-to almost always fix is to go sit somewhere, go somewhere, drink something healthy and calm down, go home and take a bath and then take a nap. Even if you have to hire somebody or ask your friends to watch your kids for a couple hours, when you come back from that nap, man, you're a different person. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so good. I'm glad you're bringing that up. But here's the thing though, that also requires you asking for help. How good are you at asking for help? Oh my God. Well, that's where, like, I kind of say cancer cured me. I'm not Mm -hmm. curing my cancer because cancer's cured me of a lot of bad habits. Like the habit of saying yes, the habit of finding time for people who annoy the crap out of me, but because they're related to me or they've been in my life a long time, I feel obligated. So all of that, you know, kind of duty, obligation, or not wanting people to not like me. You know, there's a group of mean moms in town that I really like. I mean, they're not mean to me, but, and I'm afraid to not go do their things because then I'll be on the, you know, the outlist. Right. <laughs> and, you know, it sounds like high school, but, you know, let's be honest, motherhood is a lot like high school. Totally. And, yeah. Um, so I have a really hard time with saying no. I have a really hard time with putting boundaries and limits on people sometimes. And so those, sorry about that. Um, it's my kid. One second. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, only time I ever leave my phone on is when, you know, I know that they might need something. Um, again, no boundaries. There we go. There's one right there. (laughs) Can't shut the phone off, you know, cause the world will fall apart while you're kids are, kids are pretty important. So yeah. Yeah, And, um, you know, so, uh, but the long and short of it is it's hard for me to say no. It's hard for me to set limits and boundaries, particularly with the people I really like. If I don't like you, you don't even get in the front door, but Mm -hmm. you know, my kids will be hungry at 10 o'clock at night. And I've already said the kitchen is closed at seven o'clock. Well, what do I do? I start, (laughs) you know, making something. Then I got to do the dishes. Then Mm -hmm. it's 1130 before I go to bed. And then I'm in a bad mood the next day. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I'm good at it and I don't have any really great solutions and, you know, getting cancer is not a solution. (laughs) No. Yeah. That's probably not one of those recommended on the to-do list, but, but I do love how you say that cancer cured you. And I guess it it gave you the chance to evaluate those habits and, and the boundaries that you have or, or don't have or whatever, you know, like, I think that that's, that's good. I think that that's, I, I love that phrasing cancer cured me. I just think that that's really, really cool. So well, yeah, because you know, before Aaron, like before my diagnosis and I'm only six months into this illness and six months into my treatment, I have about six months left. Mm. Um, before I was an inexhaustible resource, mm. I could just stay up late. I could finish this for a client. I could finish this for my kids. Uh, yes. I could make it to soccer. Yeah. I can make it to half your soccer game, half your baseball game. And yes, dad, I can pick up your pill get home and put dinner on the table, clean it all up, get the laundry done, like, and then, and do my full work day as a single mom. And, um, I could do all that, but the cost was my health. 
Yeah. The cost was my body. And I really took my body for granted. I took sleep for granted. I took my mm-hmm. health for granted and I ran it into the ground. You know, no one is to blame for the cancer, but me, you know, that's the way I look at it. And if I created it through my lifestyle, cause it's a lifestyle type cancer, I can uncreate it. So how do I uncreate it? I say no now. And I'll always say, look, you know what? I had treatment on Wednesday. I'm really tired. I can do it Thursday. The old sand would have gotten it in Tuesday night if it killed her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when people say, hey, do you want to? And I'm like, you know what? I have treatment on Wednesday. I'm sorry. I can't. Because mm-hmm. it, it was a legitimizing reason for me to slow down, which is crazy. Hmm. Why isn't being tired for a mom legitimate enough to slow down? Why isn't? I don't want to do the PTA thing because you guys all suck and I don't want to spend time with you good enough. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you know, we can volunteer for lots of things. We can volunteer for pets, for, for mm-hmm. old people, for illnesses. We can volunteer all over the map, but we feel like such a pariah if we don't participate in the classroom, whatever, mm-hmm. or the school, whatever, or the team, whatever. Um, it was insanity for me. Yeah. Wow. That's so powerful. I think that, you know, there are a lot, I know so many people that are struggling with, I mean, cancer is definitely a a concern for a lot of people, but there are lots of different autoimmune illnesses popping up where I have mom friends that are just tired because of this illness that they have. And it's, it is really hard to shut it down and say no. But I think sometimes, and I've learned this with my own health story that I talk about all the time, we learn that our illnesses can be a gift. And we learn that we're not limited by our illnesses, but that our illnesses can cause us to look at life through a different lens. And I love that that is something that that is teaching. I think that that is such a valuable lesson that I didn't even think about going into today when I was going to talk to you about everything. And so I just, I love that you're bringing that up. It's huge. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot about like the universe and how, how things work. You know, I'm a giver. I'm mm-hmm. the first to volunteer. I'll put the gift basket together. I'll get mm-hmm. the te- everybody sign the teacher card. You know what I mean? And collect the money so the coach can get a gift. And, mm-hmm. you know, for, for a good 25 years, I've been on that side of it. And it was really weird, Erin, to be on the flip side. Mm-hmm. To go, all of a sudden, people are making dinners for my kids because I had surgery. People are driving my kids because yeah. I can't get to whatever. People are dropping off food. They're they're sending me little inspirational things. And I think the thing that I learned the most was I never valued what I did for other people. This is not an ego thing. Mm-hmm. I would just do it because I could help. You know, if I have extra clothes, take it. If I have extra food or if somebody needs a ride, I'll pick up your kid. Sure, I'll do it. Like I never even thought about it, yeah. but I never valued my health and I never valued the contribution that I had because it was so ingrained in me like, oh, don't have a big ego. You know, you don't want to be brag and boast. And so when I got sick, all of a sudden I'm getting cards from all the places I've lived in the world and emails of people saying, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm so sorry. You're sick. You did this for me. And Aaron, I have no recollection of all these. You did this for me. Hmm. And not that I should sit around and pat myself on the back, but to honor yourself and go, you know what? I've contributed a lot. Yeah. I've contributed a lot to other people's lives and I'm, I'm appreciative that I could, because that's a different mindset. It's not going, Ooh, how great is Sam? You know, it's like, 
wow, you know, I've done a lot for a lot of people mm -hmm. and it's okay for me to rest or it's okay for me to say no. You know, mm -hmm. I've raised over 65,000 toys for Toys for Tots on a grassroots level. Mm -hmm. Well, now I'm like, do I hit 80,000? Is my next goal 100,000? <laughs> like at what point, you know, and I've got 18 Marine Corps accommodations. I've got all these things, but never once did I sit down and go, you know what, Sam, you did a good job. Not in an ego way, but just in a way, when you look at your kids, anybody listening today, look at your kids, healthy and happy running around. Hey, I'm part of that. Yeah. Because as moms, we don't do that. We just look mm -hmm. at this is what we're supposed to do. This is, you know, we never mm -hmm. stop a moment and reflect other than Mother's Day, which, mm -hmm. you know, that's not right. I mean, we, it's about us honoring ourselves, us honoring our bodies, honoring our mm -hmm. spirit, honoring our contribution to the family. Mm -hmm. No matter what anybody says, kids don't like your dinner too bad. You know, you yep. provided this for them. Yeah. One of my personal mantras is I am doing the best I can with what I have because right. sometimes that's all I can do, you know? And, and I think that it's, it's important to give ourselves self-compassion and grace because we do think about the next big thing and the next number and the next, you know, thing we have to do, but that's not always a pace that's sustainable. And, and no, you know, goals are great, but yeah, Aaron, all you, you, said that. you said, to, you said, sometimes that's all I can do is my best. Well, I got news for you. Every day you give your best within the conditions of what you have. Mm -hmm. If you have a headache that day, your best is going to be different than the day that you feel radiant health. If I come and chop your both legs off today, <laughs> your best is going to be different than it was yesterday. I mean, yeah. you know, we just expect so much of ourselves mm -hmm. to be the optimum. Like what is your mm -hmm. absolute peak best? Like in my swimming career, my absolute peak best time happened like when I was 19 or 20 in college. Mm -hmm. Does that negate all the other bests? <laughs> does that mean I have to function every time I hop in the pool? Cause now I teach the high school swim team. Does that mean I have to hop in the, t the pool? And if I swim a lap and show somebody how to do butterfly, is that not good enough at 50 because I didn't hit my personal time at 19 or 20? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like this is how dumb we think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. That is so true. And we, and I think as, as women, as moms too, we chronically compare ourselves to ourselves of the past too. Yes. And if I'm doing that, well, I sure can't be content with all the wisdom I have in the present and the <laughs> right. way that I am now, you know, and it's like, Gosh, yeah, you're right. I think those are such good reminders for sure. Now tell me a little bit, I want to back up because I know you've made some, you, you mentioned some health changes. Yes. Um, can you share with us the, what's happened recently? Because I think that's really cool. Yeah. Big ones, big ones. I mean, what's happened recently, which I really like is my labs after 12 weeks, my cholesterol has dropped 52 points. Not that it was that high, but it like really dropped in my globular filtration rate, which is like how good some organs working went from a 75 to a 95. The point mm -hmm. is it was a, a 20 point gain and all over the map with my labs were remarkable strides in health. And my oncologist said, this is not from the treatment what are you doing? And I will tell you, Aaron, I'm doing really simple things. I'm eating 80% plant-based and I say 80% because I'm not perfect. I had hamburgers with the kids the other day. Like <laughs> we still want to enjoy things, but 80%, I journal when I'm mad. And it, like I said earlier in the show, it can be on a piece of paper, a, a gas receipt, anything, but I'm dumping that toxic thought out of my head. Mm, yeah. Then the other thing that I'm doing is I'm doing gentler workouts 
and heavy workouts and alternating them. If I'm tired, I'm not riding. I used to force myself to do my 20 mile spin, even though it would take me an hour and a half. Yeah. Now I, I switch and I might do yoga or Tai Chi and I just use online services and do them in my living room or my bedroom. Very, very simple. Mm -hmm. I take a bath every night and I put a little bit of Epsom salts, a little bit of essential oils and a little bit of baking powder, you know, or baking soda, sorry, not powder, but but I throw a little bit in there and then I get yeah. in there and I put my iPad on something fun to watch. I'll watch an old big bang theory. I'll watch an old cheers or friends or something that I know will make me laugh really simple things. And I go to bed and I listen to, before I go to bed, I use an app called Sync Tuition. There's tons of them out there. I listen to a 20-minute relaxation app. It's not always about health. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be about winning. It can be about losing. It can be about grace. It can be about anything. But I listen to these things so that I set my body off to a good night's sleep. Yes. Wow. I Okay. So what I think is so cool about that is that you're in the middle of some hardcore treatments. Yep. And yet, in spite of that, you're making all these changes, your blood work is improving. And one of the things, so one of the earlier episodes of the show, I I talked about managing stress and how that has to come before anything else, because that stress is what causes inflammation in our body. Stress is what keeps us from being able to digest nutrients. I mean, like there's a thousand things that stress does. And you mentioned the toxic thoughts, one toxic thought, well, any thought really will send biochemical messengers throughout our body telling our body what to do. And so what you're doing is you're rewiring things and it is showing up in your blood work and like food, that's a huge part of it. And that's awesome. But all these other things you're doing, like that's contributing too. And that's, I hope that people are listening to this. And when we're talking about the one small thing, that one small thing could be taking a bath every night. And right. listening to something relaxing, and that will make a difference. So, ooh, that gets me. You know, my my little well, health coach self gets exciting. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing, Erin. Most of the things I'm doing, with the exception of buying some supplements and mm-hmm. some protein powders, everything else is free. Like yeah. me going to walk in the park. Like everybody in LA goes to fancy gyms. I walk in the park, thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. I look at the birds. I look at the flowers. You know, and I'm really trying to undo what I did to my body for 50 years. Cause I want to get another 50 years out of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we can, we can reverse a lot of things and, you know, I, Oh, I had somebody on recently. They talked about, you know, how we get cell turnover every so often and we're, you know, there, we can always change and improve our bodies and our physical health. And, but a lot of that does start with those simple things. So right. and you have to, the only have to, you have to do is you have to take full, like, unmitigated responsibility for your health. Mm. It's not the sun's fault. It's not the ozone's fault. Mm -hmm. It's not Coca-Cola's fault. It's not, you know, the body oil I use fault. It's not (laughs) an old fault. You know whose fault it is, Erin? It's my fault for not taking better care of my body. My body got sick because I didn't take care of it. Now, my oncologist will say, well, it's genetic. It's random. We don't know. The fact of the matter is if I'm sick, what I'm doing is making me sick. Or, mm-hmm. So what can I undo? If yeah. I go to bed tonight and wake up tomorrow and go to bed the following day, I haven't given my body enough sleep. Mm-hmm. You know, do I follow the rules, eat well, rest well? No, I did not. 
Hmm. Did I burn the candle at both ends? Absolutely. Yeah. Did I fill myself up with convenience foods and junk? Absolutely. Hmm. I think anybody who's sick has to take a hard look at what did I do to myself? Yeah. Because it's not rheumatoid arthritis's fault, you know, it's right. not stage three C cancer's fault. It's, yeah. and when you take full responsibility, you're not trying to blame and shame yourself. You empower yourself to make changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if all that happens, Aaron, over the next, you know, whatever, three to five years is I live radiant health every day and then kick the bucket. Guess what? I lived radiant health. Yeah. I am more fit and better equipped to handle my day as a cancer patient <laughs> than I was in the past 20 years. Yeah. Gosh, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's totally crazy, but sometimes it does. Yeah. Take those things to see again, see things from a different perspective. And I, I think that that's amazing and such an encouragement for people. What, and what would you say to someone who, you know, somebody who's wanting to get started with an at-home business or with, you know, a small step in their health or what, what is a word of encouragement that you would pass along? I have my, like, I call them 52 steps and they're really simple. Sounds overwhelming, but we have 52 weeks in the year, right? So week one, just do something, Mm -hmm. do something towards your business. Think of a name, you know, think of an idea, keep working. Mm -hmm. You know, you need money to start your business. If your health, what am I doing for my health? That's not good. Do I smoke? Do I drink? Do I drink too much soda? Do I eat too much fast food? What one thing can I start with? You know, it goes back to, you know, to Sensei Wu and Ninjago. What (laughs) one thing can I do today? Because I think a lot of times people who want to make radical changes in anything, their business, their personal life, their health, their professional life, they want to do it all at once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't do that. We start with one. Yeah. And one begets two and two begets three and three begets. When I started on my health journey, my biggest thing was not to drink my diet soda at 430. That was hard for me. That's real hard. Yeah. When I made that decision, no more, what am I going to do? First of all, I was a monster at 4.30. (laughs) Then I decided to go to the gym at 4.30 instead. Mm -hmm. So I substituted, but I didn't figure out all these things. So I started doing one thing a week. And at the end of the year is 52 weeks of changes because it takes time for changes to become habits. Yeah, it really now, does. Now 4.30, a year later, 4.30 comes and goes, I don't even think of it anymore. And that was a staple in my life for a decade. Wow. So you just yeah. make little baby steps, take tiny steps, just mm-hmm. keep stepping. What can I do today? If you're, if you're not feeling well and you want to lay on the couch and watch TV, can you get up and take a quick walk in the park? Can you walk around your living room, walk around, go from, sometimes Aaron, I go from the living room to the bedroom, to the dining room. I make these big circles. I walk up and down the stairs in my, my house. Mm-hmm. So what can you do? And everybody thinks about what can't they do? Yeah. I can't do this anymore. I'm too sick to do this. I'm too, well, how much mm-hmm. did you do that before? I have one lady who was in the bed next to me when I was getting my infusion uh, a couple of weeks ago. And she's like, oh, I don't know if I'll ever horseback ride again. And I just said, well, how often did you used to ride? Oh, I rode when I was a little girl. <laughs> okay. You know, let's shift that thinking. Let's shift that thinking to, you know, something productive. Because, yeah. you know, I learned a great thing from a Navy SEAL uh, uh, surgeon and his buddy who's a uh, submarine officer. When the submarine's ready to dive, Aaron, 
you go into the underway mindset. You hear the ooga, ooga, dive, dive, dive before the submarine dives. That is a cue to go, don't think about playing golf. You know, don't mm-hmm. think about going to the movies. You know, why would you torture yourself in thinking about the things you can't do? So think about the things you can do. If you can't have Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi or Diet Mountain Dew every day, which was my staple, what can I have? Mm-hmm. I can have water with lemon or I can go to the gym and do something completely different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, it's the same thing. You know, I talk to people about w- with food. It's like, don't think about not having sugar or not having like, think about, Hey, I'm going to have some blueberries or I'm going to, you know, adding in things. Like I always preach that as well, because yeah, that negative mindset's going to get us as soon as we think oh. about what we can't do. Um, but I like the 52 weeks, like one week, adding something different every mm-hmm. week and commit to it. You know, don't make it like, you know, my one change is I'm going to lose 50 pounds. Even that doesn't work. Right. My one change is going to be, you know what, every day I want to reach for cookies. I'm going to eat a banana instead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just that I can do things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Well, this has been so good. And I think I could go on. Well, we'll have to just do a part two, especially, you know, with everything that you're undergoing and everything that you're learning through your treatments. It's like, man, um, we, we need a, a good at, at the end of the game, what's <laughs> happening and how you're doing. And we need just to catch up. So anyway, thank so you. thank you so much for being on and um, thank you for being part of this. Okay. Well, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.